we are going to convince you today, if you are not already convinced, that you absolutely need, need, it's a necessity to be working with a barbell on a daily basis in order to be the fittest, happiest, healthiest that you've ever been in your life. It is essential. The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and bad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. Oh, would you put the squeaky chamber? <laughs> I can't help it. We need some WD-40 up in this bitch. Yeah, but you said that last week and you didn't WD-40. <laughs> I don't have time for that shit. I li- okay, guys, before we started this podcast, I went musical chairs with all my stools at my counter, and this was the best one I could come up with. <laughs> that is just absurd. There's three to choose from, and that was the best one? There used to be four. That one. <laughs> That's what happens when you squat 200 pounds. You start breaking stools and it's pandemonium from there. God, that stool is killing me. All right, sit very still. Very still. Oh, no, again, I won't, I won't be put in a box. Today, we are going to start with our segment with Love or Hate It. But this time, I'll be asking Rachel some questions. Love it or hate it. I really liked how before we started when you did the girl from HGTV, mm-hmm. you was like, you want to love it or you want to list it? <laughs> I, I love, love her. It. <laughs> oh, you do it so I, good. Yeah, because, you know. <laughs> do it again. That was really good. Are you going to love it? But the other guy is, you know, the guy on the other side, or are you going to list or it? Or are you going to list it? No, he's like, a, he's, yeah, he's like American, so he's not. No, no, he's not. He's oh, he like is. Irish, I think. Oh, all right. Yeah, so he is, it's not, her accent is like English and his is like Irish. And then I'm screaming. Or maybe he just. <laughs> I'm screaming at the TV in my Boston accent, list it. List it. <laughs> Hates it. <laughs> So you're this week going to love it or you're going to hate it. <laughs> Should have been a host. <laughs> like of a podcast? Oh, oh weird. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> oh, life is funny. All right, so you ready? I, I just want everyone to know, I may have a squeaky chair today, but Rachel, we watch each other during these podcasts because we are not in the same room right now and she couldn't figure out how to prop her phone up so I could see her so right now I see the side screen in her hand (laughs) I could have faced you towards the ceiling (laughs) and then she just started creeping out from like the edges of the screen like that cat (laughs) I'll randomly pop in every now and then oh good well they are can't wait hey all right so no explanation we love it we hate it roller coaster list it (laughs) <laughs> so, so hate it hates it 
Hates it. Uh, raw sushi. Like sashimi? Yeah. Hates it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> That's why I had to specify you couldn't have no California roll over there. Extra loud people. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> High heels. Hate them. List it. <laughs> Heights. Oh, hit, list it. List it. <laughs> Being spontaneous. List it. <laughs> I hate it. No, I like plans. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> running. Hate it. <laughs> Do I hate everything? Did you pick these that you knew all my answers to this? Did you know one girl last week said she didn't even know we were sisters until I said like, oh, you're my sister, so I know how you're going to answer all these love it or hate it? She, yeah, knew, like- she did not know we were sisters. Yeah, sometimes... Uh- I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we don't remind each other, everyone enough. Hey, we're sisters still. Yeah, but you <laughs> you picked all these questions because you knew I was going to say hates it and you wanted me to pick a hates it person. No, I was just asking. Just yeah, generally. Right. Yeah, right. I see what's happening here. I think you loud people. Okay. Celebrating your own birthday. Mm, there's no indifferent. Mm-mm. Love it or hate it. We're working extremes here. Then I would say list it. <laughs> I could do without. I could do without all these things. Okay, sleeping in. I like it. You can only love, only it. love it. It's got like an like a two five bathrooms, but I don't like the kitchen. Um. <laughs> all right, I'll say love it. Okay. Uh, swimming in the ocean. There's no indifferent. Um, you can't. You have to. You the rule. Do I have to go over the rules with you again? It's you love it or you hate it. There's no explanation. You have to pick one. I will say I could do without that. Hate it. <laughs> All right. Cheese. Oh my god. <laughs> I have no greater love. There's nothing I love more on earth than cheese. It's like cheese than my son. <laughs> cheese on every I put that shit on everything. See, I gave yourself both. Yeah. <laughs> you knew it. Love it. Cheese He's all day. Love cheese. cheese all night. Cheese on everything. Cheese on sushi. I don't care. <laughs> I'll eat the sushi if it, if it has cheese on it. I'll eat it. But is there any one of them you'd like to clarify? The, just, so I want to explain more about my love for cheese. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Where my cheese love is at? Uh, <laughs> no, I – oh, well, I, I do want to explain a little bit on the roller coasters one because there was a time in my life where – and it wasn't too long ago. Well, it feels like it – where I loved roller coasters. Like I would – I loved going to like theme parks and riding roller coasters. I would get off and get right back in the line and go again. And then – it's so weird too because it's like one day like you're just going on in your life everything's going fine and one day like you get on like a swing or something and you're like (laughs) what happened and now I I can't even swing on playground swings with my son 
without getting nauseous. I don't know what happened. There's no way I could ever go on a roller coaster. I would absolutely vomit. But I used to be the person that used to like go on like the crazy, like whatever the craziest roller coaster is. Let's go on that one. And now there's like no amount of motion that I can do without like throwing up. So I don't know. It's, it's so weird, isn't it? <laughs> like I have a, a chair swing and like I can't sit in it for too long. It doesn't even like swing. It's just above the ground. I can't sit in it for too long because I get motion sick. Dude, it's like a gentle rock and I'm like It's a gentle nagging. rock. Like, it's, it's not swinging anywhere. Like it's on my porch. I used to like almost break my neck on roller coasters. Like let's go backwards on a roller coaster. Now I can't go in like a gentle rocking swing. I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's just what happens. <sighs> I used, well, I used to be really cool. No, I never was. But like, oh yeah, because like, the spontaneous didn't oh really sold me on that one. Yeah, well, I've never so wanted. Cool. No, I've never wanted to be spontaneous since birth. So <laughs> that's fine by me. Listing. We balance. What wonderful questions! Thank you for that. Um, now everyone has. Everyone's <laughs> going to be sending me cheese for Christmas. <laughs> Do it. I dare you. <laughs> so today's episode is regarding a the new TTSL cycle, which I think is going to be a super exciting one. And just in general, today's episode is going to be going over working with a barbell, Olympic lifts, lifts that you can do with a barbell and how important that is to your general overall fitness. We are going to convince you today, if you are not already convinced, that you absolutely need, need, it's a necessity to be working with a barbell on a daily basis in order to be the fittest, happiest, healthiest that you've ever been in your life. It is essential. So I really am super excited for this topic because I think that a lot of women have questions for us about how to maximize their time at the gym and how to maintain a lower body fat percentage and how to build lean muscle. And if we talk about any of those categories and don't bring up Olympic lifting, we're doing a disservice because getting the most out of your gym session, and we'll break this down, but getting the most out of your gym session and out of your fitness involves using things like, like you, you don't need to use this language, but like force capacity capabilities. And like when we talk about flexibility and being like an overall healthy human and like our power output and what we're able to do with our body, like power output in general, like we have to talk about Olympic lifting and getting a bang for your buck when you're in the gym because we don't want to, like we want to maximize our time there, right? So like it's it's just become this like common practice that the cardio machines are the safest thing in the gym and that that will get you closer to your goals. And I'd like to offer another another way to do some of those things and to maximize your time there. So we're going to talk about Olympic lifting. So I, uh, you can't see me, but I was nodding. See me? Okay, good. I'm coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you are. <laughs> so I was nodding along with all of that because I completely agree in the sense that I think that we see, like if you've ever seen like a, a video or a photo or whatever of a woman Olympic lifting, like 
snatching a barbell or just doing any kind of barbell work, it's so sexy. It's so like amazing. And the force with which they move, the flexibility, the speed, the strength, like all of it is so unbelievably impressive. And I think that a lot of women see those videos and those photos and they say like, wow, I would really, really like to learn how to do that. Like that looks freaking B.A. Like there's nothing more badass than like a woman with a barbell over her head, you know, with some like heavy weight. Like that's a really sexy thing. And if you've if that's ever run through your head where you're like, I really want to learn something like that, but where would I start? Like where would I begin to becoming that badass? Or is that too dangerous for me? Like, I think a lot of people see those things and they admire and say, like, that's really cool. But I don't think I think that where I am on my fitness journey as maybe a beginner or someone who just has not had any experience with a barbell might see those movements and think that's a recipe for me to get hurt. And I would really like to offer an alternative to that narrative because it could not be further from the truth. Could not like, honestly, it could not be further from the truth. I'm nodding again. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start giving you the thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> you can see my thumb. Yep. So first of all, the TTSL, the new Olympic lifting cycle, where we're going to learn everything there is to know about moving a barbell safely, efficiently, and to maximize your health and fitness muscle building burning, getting rid of that excess fat that you want to see that body composition that you are thinking of in your mind when you see your fittest self. We're going to start on August 24th and you can actually text the keyword CVG TTSL to 29071 and we will send you a link to join the new cycle. So again, that's CVG TTSL to 29071. We'll give you the link and you can get going with us. August 24th is so exciting. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to give women the building blocks to start to learn some of these movements that they have really only seen and, and thought like, wow, that's so badass, but I could never do that. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Or even if you're just starting out and you're like, is that appropriate for me right now? And the answer wholeheartedly is yes. Like I, I, I want you to know, like if you're someone that's just starting out and you're like, mm, well, I think that maybe just like walking for now, like that's the fitness level that I'm at right now. And I'm not, and there's nothing, you know, choose what, what the avenue you think is the best for you. And I'm just going to say that. But if you're just starting out and you're like, well, I'm at a walker's ability level right now with my fitness. If you think for one second that Olympic lifting is not for you, I would, I'm going to say that's wrong. That's that's absolutely wrong. Like you beginners, like we can work with a barbell. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. So let's just talk about why Olympic lifting needs to be in everyone's training, why barbell work is essential to your training. And also, I just want to mention really quickly that if you do not have access to a barbell, like you go to a gym that doesn't have barbells or you're working out of your home gym and you don't yet have a barbell, I know equipment's been extremely hard to find during the pandemic. Um, if you don't have a barbell yet, all of these movements can also be done with dumbbells. 
So, or a sandbag, or, I mean, these are functional movements. So they can be effectively done with whatever equipment you have on hand. So don't shy away from this because you don't have a barbell. I would like to say, I, I think that everybody eventually should try to get to a point where they can work with a barbell. But if all you have right now is dumbbells, that will totally work. Let me just tell you this too, as someone who's been on the Facebook marketplace recently looking at gym stuff, there's a lot of like barbells used stuff like that you don't have to get brand new on there. Like if you've ever used that, the Facebook market, like there is a lot of stuff on there that you can get for like cheap and you don't need, you don't need like illegal, an illegal barbell is like high, like it's a, like a really nice, you don't need like under a professional, you just need a bar. Right. Like, so there's just other places to find it where you don't have to like sell an arm and a leg. I know it's sometimes the, and especially right now, the equipment is a little jacked up on the prices, but the yeah. good news is there, there is high av- availability for used equipment and you just got to look in the right places. So why is this kind of lifting super, super important to Well, let's just say like, let's just say what, what we're talking about too, when we're talking about Olympic lift, like what are the names of these just so that people can have a general idea. Oh, So the Olympic lifts like that we are talking about is called a clean and jerk and a snatch. Like you don't have to know what exactly we're going to, there'll be videos. Like you've probably seen these things a bunch of times, like snatches on the barbell starts on the ground and ends overhead in a motion overhead without stopping anywhere, like on your shoulders. When you stop at the clean and jerk, it usually stops on your shoulders and then you put the bar overhead. So that's just the basic difference between the two. And we'll be learning both of these in different variations. (laughs) It's so exciting. (laughs) So Olympic lifting and working in general on these explosive movements is going to do so much for your body. First, I just want to say that like these movements are so incredibly important to your general overall life. Like you do these movements every single day. Whether or not you've learned them with a barbell or not, you're doing a clean and jerk every single day if you were to pick your kid up from the floor and then put them overhead. You are, I I saw a video the other day where one of our girls had like a really big aha moment because she was, her and her husband are actually like constructing a shed, I think, or, or some kind of structure and, um, they're building walls. So she had like the framing and they built it of course on the ground and then it had to go up in order to like be screwed on as a wall. I don't, mm-hmm. obviously I'm not very good with like construction. <laughs> well, they had to screw it on. Where's yeah. the WD-40? Okay. So that's all I know how to use. So she had to take this frame of a wall from the ground. It was just her and her husband and her husband's like, can you do this? And she's like, okay. Then she realized all at once she was going to deadlift it off the ground. She was going to clean it up to her shoulders. And Mm -hmm. then she was going to have to jerk it overhead to press it out to get it to stand up. And she was like, oh my God, I just did a clean and jerk that Kelsey and Rachel taught me. And I moved this wall safely and effectively. My husband didn't even think I could do it. And I crushed it. And I did it like with such good form because I know how to do it with a barbell. 
Yeah. I love that shit. I love when it's like when you can actually put your functional movements and how empowering it is to be a available and helpful person in in that kind of environment where you're like, no, no, I can do this thing. Like how empowering that is for you for the rest of the day. Like you just go around being, and it's one of those things like that you go around for your day, your rest of your week, whatever it translates to your life. Like I can do shit. It's so like, I can do exciting. shit. I am a I'm a I'm a person who is very helpful when I'm here. And like I just love that feeling. And the the point there is too that you are doing these movements on a day to day basis, whether you think you are or whether your body is prepared for them or not. And that's where I like to insert: Am I going to get injured? Topic because when you get injured is when you are doing a movement that your body is not prepared. You're you're not prepared for the load that you're about to receive, right? Or you're not prepared for the movement that you're about to do. That's when injury happens. So if we never prepare our bodies to be able to lift things, transfer energy, push them overhead, if we never prepare ourselves to do that in a safe manner, then when it comes down to, can you pick, pick this thing up? Your body isn't prepared for that load. And that's when you're going to get injured. That's when things like I threw out my back and I hurt my shoulder trying to move something overhead. When those kinds of things happen is rarely during training. It's actually when we are trying to do those things when we are not trained to do them, right? Like I threw up my back trying to pick up this heavy bag of dog food or I went to scoop up my kid and like I twisted something wrong. And these are all instances of not being able to do the movement correctly under in a controlled environment and not training those muscles correctly to move in a muscle memory type of situation. And then just those things come at you in life and you're not prepared. And that's when we get hurt. Exactly. And we haven't built the stabilizing muscles too. Like when you're moving and twisting and like trying to pick things up from the side and stand them up, like there's a lot of stabilization that happens in general when we're sitting, when we're moving, when we're doing anything in our life. And when we build up these stabilizing muscles with a barbell, they become so much stronger that they're going to hold it even if you do something like a little bit weird where you're picking up like an awkward box and like you lose some your your body is more prepared for that when you have actually prepared it and you've you know been under a clean that you've had to stand up and you've stabilized your core underneath that you've stabilized your shoulder positioning your upper back is strong cuz it catches weight like it's less likely to round when we talk about posture because I know a lot of people have asked us questions about posture. When we talk about posture, we know like in general, we accept that poor posture is detrimental to your health, right? Like that's not even something that is up for discussion. If we talk about improving posture, if you've ever seen someone, A, sit under a clean with a nice tall chest, holding up their core is completely engaged and they have to hold a nice shelf for weight to, to, to land and then stand up with it. If you don't think that's improving your posture, <laughs> like I can think of nothing better. <laughs> 
Absolutely. I was going to say that when we got asked that in the group to talk about improving posture and like how it affects like your life and um, your fitness when you have poor posture, Olympic lifting is single-handedly one of the best things you can do for your posture because the amount of core engagement and midline stabilization that you need to move in the kind of ways that we're going to be moving under a barbell it is so it you want to get a six pack okay <laughs> we yes. do not need to be on ad machines we need to be olympic lifting let's go yes that is how you really build those muscles and then all of a sudden your everyday life you're sitting straight or you're walking straighter because those muscles are developed and they're on and then they don't really turn off they're always on yeah. all the time and then they keep developing and then this is all like the complete package of fitness. I think that I just really want to also mention on the dangerous level, like, first of all, guys, trust us. Okay. We, I'm, I would never, ever give anything to my athletes that I did not think was totally 100% safe for them to be doing and moving. Where dangerous comes in is when you do something that is way out of your capability. Like you put a strenuous load on and you try to move it on your first try. And it's the same thing with other things. Like if you hopped on the treadmill at nine miles an hour when you've never run before, you're going to fall off and hurt yourself. If you put, if you sat on the ab machine and put it on the highest peg the first time you ever did it, you're going to hurt yourself. Like we're not going to load you up with a heavy barbell the first time you've ever moved it and say like, off you go. We're going to work with lighter loads. We're going to work with an empty broomstick. We're going to, you're going to learn these movements under a light load so that you're never in danger. Cause when you're first starting out, you're going to have a breakdown in your form far before you can get to weight that would be dangerous. Like you're not going to even be able to move dangerous loads because these movements are going to be new to you. So this is definitely um, something that is very safe and very necessary. Yeah, I love that. You don't you don't turn the treadmill on nine and say, hope this goes well. <laughs> like, the same way we don't like load up a barbell and say like, well, this is going to go well, right? And like, I also have to just like always add this in, like in your life, like you were not made to live in just like a glass box. Like your body is, is it wants to move. It wants to move heavy things. It wants to learn new things. That's what we continuously do. And that's what we continuously preach in this podcast is the development and like, just like living your life and not being afraid that like, if you do something, you might get hurt doing it. Like, let's put that in perspective a little bit. Cause I think that fear of, well, I might get hurt doing this thing. Like you can get hurt walking down the street. Like still walk down the street, live your life. Fear is just that. It's just fear. So importance in your, in, in this kinds of training and how it translates to your everyday life. So when we learn to explosively move and in the ways that we're going to be learning in our, in our upcoming TTSL cycle, you're going to increase your force capability. Now, what that is going to mean to you is that you are going to be able to generate force more easily in your everyday life. So when you need to go from like zero to a hundred, like you need to pick up something off of the ground, when you need to push something that is at a dead stop, that is where your force capability is going to come in. And this is one of the best things you can do to improve that. 
So increasing your running star force. Now, this is always a very important one for me because I know a lot of runners, and I've said this in previous podcasts, who are, they want to get better at running by just running more. And we know, we don't look at increasing that force to be able to do that. So I just really like to add in here, like we want to increase our force when it's our start force, when it comes to running, we need to be working on that power output. Also flexibility. So a lot of people, when you think of Olympic lifting, you kind of go to that strong, which is, it's the same thing, but like strong and like brute force, I guess, kind of, if you're unfamiliar with Olympic lifting, you might kind of associate those two things, but the flexibility aspect that goes with Olympic lifting is second to none. Okay. Think about this. You're in the bottom of a squat, catching weight over your head, locked out overhead. So we're talking about thoracic mobility, hip mobility, ankle mobility, like there, all of those things need to be in some type of check to even make that happen. So once we start to see, and you may have noticed this if you've ever like overhead squatted, you may have noticed this, but even when we're talking about like a clean and jerk, right? So like when you catch the bar in a front rack position, and you would have noticed this if you have ever front squatted before, getting yourself in that front rack position can be difficult. It can be difficult if you've never done it before. It can be difficult for people in our modern society have just have a general tight thoracic spine right now because we all sit at desks, we have poor posture, we're leaning forward, we're on computers. We've kind of developed these habits where that full range of motion with our shoulders and our thoracic mobility is limited right now in our culture in general. But that doesn't mean we can't work on it, right? So getting yourself in that front rack position, elbows high, and being able to rotate your shoulders all around and increase that mobility within your thoracic spine will allow you to do this, right? It's so cool. It's so, it's so cool. It's really what I think when I think of Olympic lifting is I think it's, it's the demonstration of like a full athlete. You're strong. You have that brute force capability. You can move heavy load, but you also are flexible in that like you can sit in these positions. You have the midline stability and the thoracic mobility to sit in these positions and do it under tension. And that is so impressive for just any human being to be able to do it just is a display of real true fitness. Olympic lifting is going to improve your running, guys. It's also going to improve your vertical jump. We have a lot of girls in the group who are like, I really want to add box jumps to my training, but like I feel nervous and sort of scared or I want to increase what like the height of the box that I can jump on, but I don't really know how to do that. Again, you don't get better at box jumps just by doing box jumps. Olympic lifting is the one of the most effective ways I can think of to improve your vertical jump. Like you want to be able to do efficient box jumps, you need to be Olympic lifting. The other thing, and I think that this is really the be all end all of why we want you to do this is this is a tremendous muscle builder. When you have more muscle in your body, 
more muscle requires more calories. Therefore, it takes from your extra stores. Therefore, you burn fat more efficiently. So like when you're talking about body composition and you're like, how am I going to get this excess fat off my body? That is my overall goal. Going and going on the treadmill for 45 minutes and doing slow rate cardio, you can do it better, guys. If you are building muscle, you are going to sustain that calorie deficit and taking from those extra fat stores for far longer, like all 24 hours of the day. Olympic lifting is the way to do this. It's just the ultimate bang for your buck. You're getting everything, strength, speed, power, cardiovascular help, health, balance, function of your body. It's everything. It's like the whole package. Yeah, I love I love to hit that one home because when I first started lifting, I had no idea the effects that it would have physically on my body and how that would interact, like what my body composition would look like. I saw people Olympic lifting and I was like, I want to do that thing. So I just started from this like very raw, like I want to be strong like that. That looks so cool. But having been lifting for years now in understanding how your body burns fat and builds muscle... I want to shout it from the rooftops that instead of this, like Rachel said, the slow cardio that will eventually, I mean, for a lot of people, decrease your body fat. But let's talk about doing that at a faster rate while building muscle muscle underneath. Like, yes, because once that fat is gone, you want some muscle under there. Like that, that will look very nice. You'll like it. <laughs> You'll feel good about it. <laughs> you know what else feels good is freaking just putting a barbell over your head. I'm just I'm sorry. That shit feels so freaking good. It's so empowering. Seeing videos and photos of yourself doing that, it just, it's like nothing else. It just gives you like ultimately a feeling of empowerment that you can do anything. And it just, it, it, although functionally it prepares you better for your, the rest of your life, it also mentally prepares you better for the rest of your life. Don't you? Because you just like walk around. I don't know. I walk around sizing things up. Could I look? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Could I clean that? (laughs) I love that you brought that up because I think we hadn't talked about that previously, but we would be really be remiss if we didn't mention the psychological aspects of doing something like this and even just learning a new skill like this and being able to start to master it a little bit. And let me tell you guys, you'll be mastering this for a very long time. (laughs) You know, you don't, you talk to some of the best lifters in the world and they will say like, no, I have not mastered this. But what I want to say is the psychological aspects that come with not only learning a new skill like this, but learning a new skill that makes you feel strong and empowered and capable. Your body, when it comes to your brain and your body, when you lift something up, your your brain doesn't say, wow, my calf muscle was really strong there. It just doesn't. It says, I am strong. Now, when you start repeat, you start sending those signals to your brain, I am strong. I did that. I put this weight overhead. That builds whole new lanes of capabilities that you didn't even know were there. The ideas about yourself and your self-worth and your capabilities and your strength, you didn't even know were there. And that those are the muscles we want to build physically and psychologically. So yeah. To be honest, this is one of the things that I fell in love 
with the most about functional training is um, the forever learning. Going into Metcons and having them be extremely difficult and dying on the mat at the end and seeing my body change into this amazingly, the strongest it's ever been, the healthiest it's ever been, the lowest body fat percentage I've ever been, all those things were great. But you know what I really fell in love with the most was the fact that I was always learning new things and that kept it fun for me. What wasn't fun was going for me and everybody has their own version of fun. But what wasn't fun for me was going around and doing that same circuit of machines over and over, hoping like maybe I could go up a peg or and then like sort of going and doing my 45 minutes of cardio and running like the same one mile and being like, maybe I could do it slightly faster. That really got old for me. There wasn't that much improvement happening. And the things that I was was improving were that interesting. But once I learned how to move with a barbell, I learned that there it's like a lifelong game of perfection because there are Olympians in this sport that are like, yeah, no, I'm still making tweaks. Yeah. So actually all of them, there's not one single one of them that would say I'm the most efficient and powerful that I could be. Like there's always improvements. And that's why I fell in love with it so much because every day I could come back and be like, I'm going to work on improving this again today. And I'm going to see improvements that are going to generate into more weight, faster, efficient, more efficient technique. And like everything about that was so appealing to me because like that's what keeps you going back every day. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a real feeling of accomplishment when you can learn something new, it feels a little bit uncomfortable at first. I will definitely admit you feel like a, a doofus. You're like, am I doing this <laughs> right? I look like a crazy person. And the the learning curve is certainly uncomfortable at first. But being uncomfortable is not the worst thing in the world. That's where growth happens. <laughs> That's where growth happens. So don't worry about being uncomfortable in the beginning or about like that you might look stupid at first or that you might be doing it wrong at first. All of those things are totally fine and totally normal. But just know that like this is going to give you a fire to be like, I can't wait to go back and do that again tomorrow because I want to improve it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love the, the constant improvement aspect. And also for me, sometimes it's just the ability to practice other skills like focus and coordination, you know, like though for me, like learning how to snatch takes a, takes a lot of focus because it's one fluid moment happens in like just a couple seconds and it's over, but you have to be engaged in your lift from the beginning to the end. And anytime we practice skills like that, they're going to translate to our lives and just the ability to focus on a lift for just this period of time has for me helped my ability to focus in my life. So yeah, it's always translating, but I think that's just, it's just one of those things that you're not going to get from another, from really other movements, right? Like when you're really learning a new one and you're, you're putting all that focus into that, like we can improve those aspects of our life. So we're also going to go, okay. So we talked about like increases lean body mass, reduces body fat percentage. So what we're focusing on when we're Olympic lifting, coordination, speed, building strength, and we're just like creating muscles. How lovely. 
hello, nice to meet you, muscles. Where you been all my life? And when we're talking about coordination, <laughs> and obviously you know how coordination is going to translate to your everyday life, but when we're talking about like coordination with some of these lists, again, with some of those um, more simplistic brute, like more like a deadlift, like when you think about a deadlift, a front squat, or even an overhead press, when we combine those things together, we are going to have to use some speed and coordination to generate power. And those are some really important skills to building muscle. Those are so cool. So um, if all of this sounds rad to you, listen, this is for everyone. Again, if you're a runner and you're training for a marathon, this cycle is for you. If you are um, just starting out in your fitness journey, this cycle is for you. No matter where you're at and no matter what you want to improve on, this is general fitness preparedness. This is what you need to start being a fitter, stronger, happier, healthier you. Or even like, I just want to add this one in because it, it had been something that I was super passionate about. Even if you're like, you play another sport. So say you like to play tennis and you like to play volleyball or basketball or whatever it is, whatever your other sport is, maybe that you like to dabble in or play seriously, either one. Guys, <laughs> we got you. We got you. Generating speed, force, strength. This will translate in no other way. And we and they've done like endless studies on this with every other sport, with runners, with volleyball players, tennis players. Generating that power output with Olympic lifts are a game changer. And I really, we started when I was in college, I had a, a strength and conditioning team and they started implementing some Olympic lifts for us. And I didn't know the importance of it at the time. And they didn't really, it wasn't like all encompassing. It was very early, but I couldn't imagine like if they had really taught us like what that would have done to my game. I know. I always think to myself, if I had found this a little earlier, I could have oh, gone, gone D1. <laughs> no, but really, anything that you want to do better, this is the path. So get in this nice next cycle with us. Text CVG TTSL to 29071. We will get you a link to get in with us. We've got an entire community of girls who are so excited to start this and a whole team of coaches that will look at all of your lists and make tweaks and corrections individualized to you. I think that that is one of the best things about this cycle is that you can have eyes on you, professional eyes on these lifts and telling you like, hey, this looks great. And for next time, I want you to improve this. And I want you to work on this and giving you individualized cues. I just think that that is something that you don't typically get when you have like sort of, you know, a generalized program. So it's really cool. So we have all the coaches, we have all the community, we have the girls ready to go. So get in it with us. One more thing though, if you don't have a barbell and you're looking to start this, you can absolutely still join in. So I just wanted to like put that out for you. If like you're a learner, you're learning and you don't or have a barbell at your gym or at home, you can absolutely still join in with like dumbbells, sandbag, like we can still make these movements work for you. Oh yeah, we can make it work no matter what you have for equipment. So August 24th, it begins. It begins. 
Come join us, learn some badass things with a barbell and freaking post them all over your IG and have people just like bowing to you. you <laughs> queen. Get in with us August 24th. We love you. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, head over to the Facebook group and take part in our free weekly workouts for a chance to win some badass gear. Search Fitness Programming by CVG on Facebook. We're in there every day. It's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out ConstantlyVariedGear.com. See you next week. Crush your goals.